Welcome to Mayo Clinic's ECG segment, Making Waves, continuing medical education podcast. Join us every other week for a lively discussion on the latest and greatest in the field of electrocardiography. We'll discuss some of the exciting and innovative work happening at Mayo Clinic and beyond with the most brilliant minds in the space and provide valuable insights that can be directly applied to your practice. Welcome to Mayo Clinic's ECG segment, Making Waves. The electrocardiogram, commonly known as the ECG or EKG, is more than just lines on a graph. It's the story of our heart, narrated through electric impulses that we see on this graphical display. Today, we're going to step back from a lot of the work we've done, and we're going to look at the importance of the ECG and how clinicians, how it's important for them to be able to not only know about this skill, but even do it competently in medical practice. Now, we're fortunate to have Dr. Adam May, who is a cardiac intensivist and assistant professor of medicine at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, joining us today and through this series. And this series is going to really go over the foundational knowledge of why the ECG is important today. And then we'll continue to look at different aspects of this work. And so I want to first thank Dr. May for joining us. So glad to have you back with us today. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for having me back. I've been really excited about planning this, working with you on this, and really, instead of more of a formal, I wanted to have a discussion uh, with you about this because, you know, we have so much of this and someone's like, well, why don't we just get that out there? And, you know, so start really from the beginning. Maybe you could share for those audience that maybe isn't familiar with the ECG and, you know, this sort of skill, why is it considered so essential for medical providers to be able to be competent and proficient in it? Well, thank you, Anthony. I think this uh, discussion should be a, uh, a lot of fun. Um, the ECG is extraordinarily important. It's uh, very pervasive within medical practice, and it's full of rich and powerful diagnostic information uh, that can be given to providers to help their patients. Uh, first off, it's readily available. It's a, within every healthcare institution that you can imagine. It's a non-invasive tool uh, that is a relatively inexpensive and it is ubiquitous. Now, hundreds and hundreds of millions of ECGs are obtained every single year. Now, the information that we can get from this uh, can tell us a lot about a patient's heart, including severe or serious problems uh, with it. Uh, and ultimately, it can provide a great guidance for medical providers to treat, you, uh, to treat patients. Now, there's a lot of things that can be learned from the ECG, Anthony, and, and you know this uh, perhaps better than nearly everyone. A question I, I would like to ask you is how does accurate ECG interpretation impact the care of your patients, especially within medical emergencies? Yeah, so you've kind of switched it. You've flipped the game. So now you're asking me questions. This is, this is good. This is going to be fun. You know, and just to highlight a lot of the, you know, the essential parts, I want to echo what you mentioned. So our audience here is, it, is that, you know, you mentioned the ubiquity, you know, it's how non-invasive is a really pain-free rapid test guides treatment. And the next question you were asking me is, why does accurate interpretation matter? And this is something, you know, both of you and I are passionate about. Well, there's many reasons, but one thing is that you've mentioned already that a guy's treatment, but what the ECG can do is provide us with a rapid diagnosis. And I think this is really important in critical scenarios. You know, if someone has a myocardial infarction or heart attack, you know, every 
second counts. You know, the uh, adage uh, that they say is time is muscle aptly captures the essence of the urgency. You know, the heart muscle can sustain irreversible damage if it's not treated uh, promptly. And so accurate interpretation, and we know the ECG is able to do that. It's able to highlight some of these findings even early on before things get worse. And so one example would be maybe hyperacute T waves uh, showing that pattern. Now we see it not only as a rapid diagnostic tool, but also a decision-making tool. You know, a lot of our guide guidance of, you know, when should we take someone to the cath lab? You know, should we pursue an early invasive approach you know, relies somewhat on what the ECG shows. And, and so that is, you know, an important factor. And we can also use it to risk stratify our patients. Not everyone that comes in has the same risk profile. And the ECG acts as, you know, this seed, it really is able to categorize those that are susceptible to more adverse or complicated events. And so there's certain ECG patterns that you know, would put patients at higher risk, maybe require more implantable devices or a pacemaker uh, to, as a, a therapeutic option. And so, you know, apart from rapid diagnosing, it helps decision, decision making, risk stratification. And I, I, you know, as you mentioned earlier, it guides our monitoring with our patients and really reduces unnecessary treatments. You know, I don't know if there's anything else that you would add to that. You know, those are the things that really come to mind. And, you know, the follow-up question I would ask you are, you know, what are the common things that you see that, you know, we should be looking at for on an ECG? You know, I mentioned that the ECG is full of rich and diagnostic information that can mean a lot of different things um, and a lot of different, uh, you know, electrical and also structural problems of the heart. By far and away, one of the most common uses of uh, the 12-lead ECG or any sort of monitoring device that uses ECG would be arrhythmias. Uh, detection of irregular heart rhythms like atrial fibrillation, premature ventricular contractions, ventricular tachycardias, bradyarrhythmias. This is a core use of what the ECG provides to medical providers. There's also, uh, you know, not to be, you know, over overdone by arrhythmias would be it's used for detection of ischemia or myocardial infarction. Findings of ST segment deviations, T wave inversions, other ischemic findings could really tell providers in an immediate, uh, almost immediately, uh, that a patient is having a, a, a severe myocardial infarction or some other form of uh, cardiac ischemia. Now, other issues uh, that it can detect would be electrolyte uh, imbalances, you know, changes with, uh, you know, peak T waves. I heard you mention uh, there could also be QT interval prolongation in the setting of uh, electrolyte deficits like hypomagnesemia. There's also structural issues or that can be identified uh, from the ECG, uh, cardiac chamber enlargement, left ventricular hypertrophy, scar on the heart uh, can also be detected. And again, conduction abnormalities. That's a, a, another aspect uh, that uh, is commonly looked at or commonly found on a 12-lead ECG, and that would be bundle branch block patterns, atrioventricular block patterns, first degree, second degree, and third degree, and other disruptions um, within the heart's electrical pathways. So a lot of uh, different uh, uses and findings that you can get on the 12-lead ECG but Anthony, I, I'm interested in asking you a question. You know, there's a lot of things to learn on the 12-lead the ECG, and we discussed just a, 
a minority of them in, a, in almost a surface level type of way. ECG interpretation is important. We all know that. And it's uh, turned into a core component of uh, medical education. So I'd like to ask you this. How has ECG interpretation evolved as a core component of medical education? It is a really good question. As you mentioned, we're kind of just putting these buckets of, you mentioned arrhythmias, ischemia, electrolyte uh, disturbances, structural issues, conduction abnormalities. I mean, those are kind of the buckets we think of when we teach different you know, medical professionals how to actually learn this skill. And if I have to be honest, I think we have to go back to the roots of the ECG, and it's really back in the early 1900s. And since its inceptions, it's really transformed the landscape of cardiac diagnostics. You know, you have the Dutch physician, Willem Eindhoven, he's credited for its invention, we could scarcely have imagined the monumental role. Now we're using the ECG in today's world of modern medicine. It's swiftly become, as we've mentioned, an indispensable tool, you know, beyond just cardiologists as ourselves, uh, it's other professionals that use this every day. And so it's beyond, it's amazing that we still have this tool that we have with us, but like any other domain in medicine, the realm of ECG, we've really seen this like witness, this technological leaps, you know, this renaissance, I like to call it in this space where, you know, we've gone from the rudimentary, you know, string galvanomers, uh, and that was early 20th century, if I think back to it. But now we're, we have these AI-driven algorithms. We're seeing this profound evolution of the ECG, still this simple tool, still non-invasive, still ubiquitous, but really capturing a, a different aspect of it. And, you know, your question was, how, why is this and how has it evolved as a core component of medical training? Well, we've known because of its importance that it's really important, you know, beyond just cardiologists and all of us, whatever you're a paramedic and EMT, we are a nurse, resident, all of us that go through medical training are expected to have some baseline competency in the skill because it's so important, as we've mentioned, in impacting how we guide treatment. And, and so it's evolved. I would say that, you know, we'll soon see and we'll share in upcoming episodes that you know, maybe we're not as far as maybe this old tool has really become an old thing that we're still not training as well as we should, given it still has such importance. So without going on and sharing too long on this, you know, medical training is important. It has historical significance. We're seeing it still uh, prominent in today's uh, field. And it's really because accurate interpretation impacts patient care. And what I want to say to you and kind of end on this is we've talked about the importance of accurate interpretation. What happens and what are the potential consequences of inaccurate ECG interpretation? Point I'd like to mention before I, you know, shout off a few things is that um, it's this issue right here uh, that ends up being why medical education has been important for 12 lead ECG interpretation skills training and why it will continue uh, to be important for medical providers and all medical professions to get better at this. One of the things that is feared uh, with you know, incorrect ECG interpretations, which unfortunately does happen, is misdiagnosis uh, and potentially important and uh, serious ones. Uh, things like a myocardial infarction may go unrecognized, leading to delayed treatment and worse outcomes for the patient. Inappropriate ECG interpretation can also lead to inappropriate treatments. Um, misinterpreted results can easily lead to patients receiving 
the wrong or improper medication or interventions, those that they don't need and could really expose them to unnecessary risk beyond uh, their uh, native medical conditions. And ultimately, these two things in particular can lead to poor patient outcomes. But really, it doesn't even end there. So uh, beyond poor patient outcomes, you know, improper interpretation of the ECG can lead to increased health care costs. So in Incorrect interpretation can lead to more testing, longer hospital uh, stays, uh, more consultations that may not be needed, and overall, essentially, some ate into increased medical expenditures for the patient. Um, and not only that, they can have increased anxiety for a wrong, uh, you know, wrong uh, diagnoses or misdiagnoses, overdiagnoses can cause a lot of uh, psychological and emotional distress for patients. And then the other thing that can definitely happen, and it, it is unfortunate, with medical legal repercussion. In ECG interpretation errors are a common reason why bad things happen uh, within uh, medical uh, practice and why a lot of people uh, end up going through litigation. And it all goes back to poor or incorrect ECG interpretation. So those would be the, the potential consequences of uh, incorrect ECG interpretation. And so I heard misdiagnosis, inappropriate treatment. You mentioned increased healthcare costs, which you could certainly see. You know, patients becoming anxious of, you know, especially with this mobile era and you know, sending in things and new alerts. You know, there's that extra emotional distress. And then, yes, these repercussions because some can have some legal consequences if certain things go missed. You know, any final words that you know you want to say before we end here? Anthony, this was a lot of fun. I think uh, this is a good discussion, a good uh, starter discussion. I think uh, there's a lot to be said about the ECG and a lot that uh, still needs to be uh, said despite uh, the things that we went over. And I can't wait for upcoming you know, discussions with you uh, about the all and powerful, great ECG. That's a great way to end it. You know, and I do want to say the things we've covered and this is going to be a long series, so hopefully you're on for the ride for us. But, you know, the ECG is essential for medical providers, right? Accurate interpretation impacts patient care, especially in medical emergencies. We saw that some of the diagnostic things that we look at from arrhythmias to conduction disturbances to ischemia, structural abnormalities, and so forth. And we've seen how it's evolved over the years and the potential consequences of inaccurate interpretation. Now, there's a lot that we have planned for you in upcoming episodes, but as we wrap up today's episode, we hope you've gained a deeper appreciation for the art and science behind ECG interpretation. It's truly important. Those seemingly simple lines trace the silent tales of countless hearts, speaking volumes to those who understand their language, and so we have to do a better job of teaching our medical colleagues. Remember, every wave and segment tells a story. And with each episode, as we continue to progress through this series, our goal is to help you to read those tales more accurately. And we want you to stay tuned because we have a lot of fun things. Thank you, Dr. May, uh, for joining us. We look forward to uh, having you back with us next time. And in the meantime, let's keep the rhythm going. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you for joining us today. We invite you to share your thoughts and suggestions about the podcast at cveducation.mayo.edu. Be sure to subscribe to a Mayo Clinic cardiovascular CME podcast on your favorite platform. And tune in every other week to explore today's most pressing electrocardiography topics with your colleagues at Mayo Clinic.
This has been a Mayo Clinic podcast.